to the Rising Stars podcast. I am your host, Brianna Moriarty. Today, we have two members of the Star Micronics integration team, Guillermo Cabero and Lawrence Owen um, from our UK team. So thank you guys so much for being here. Um, can you each start by telling us a little bit about your background at Star, how long you've been here, and what you're doing in your roles? Um, Guillermo, if you want to kick us off. Sure, Brianna. Uh, thanks for having me. So my name is Guillermo Cabrera. I'm the senior product engineer at Star Micronics. I've been here for about nine years and I'm responsible for guiding our developer partners through the integration process. So that includes understanding the technical requirements, proposing solutions at the beginning of a project, and then offering support while in development and then continuing that support after the integration is done. And Lawrence, can you tell us about um, your background at Star and what you're kind of working on on your side? Sure. Uh, my name is Lawrence Sohn. I've been with Star since 99, so a real old timer, uh, originally in the support department, but uh, these days I'm the software development manager, um, kind of responsible for developing software that sometimes becomes products, sometimes to help customers solve their unique problems they're facing. Uh, currently mostly working on cloud print projects. Okay, great. So let's um, kind of start off with talking about, you know, Star is the first manufacturer, um, POS manufacturer to develop an SDK for MPOS. Um, tell us about the impact of this from the standpoint of a developer and how it kind of helped them. Um, Lawrence, can you take that? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, it all started a long time ago um, and actually Star America gets the credit because they hired a new development team uh, and they needed things to do. And it was the time when there was an awful lot of disruption in the industry when Apple had launched the SDKs for the iPhone. Um, and the manager simply said, let's try and support everything that comes along mm -hmm. and see what sticks. And then uh, it stuck, you know, it really stuck. So I think Guillermo came along around the time that uh, the whole iOS side was really taking off. But it it really made a difference because those things didn't have driver platforms. They didn't have OPOS or Java POS. There was no real other way of controlling the devices, but everybody wanted to use them. Right. So Guillermo, coming in a little later after Star had already launched the SDK and iOS was really taking off. Tell me about your experience with that. So I started back in 2012. Uh, at that time, I wasn't in integration. I was in the support team. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time I had arrived, Star had already introduced its SDK for iOS. Um, and like Lauren said, the iPad and the iPhones, they were starting to blow up as consumer devices. So the idea from printing from an iPad was, was still a fairly new idea, um, but we saw the value in that and supporting uh, the new MPOS devices as a result. You know, we were like super well prepared to uh, support our developers with our SDKs. Awesome. So I'm just going to back up really quickly um, for those that are, you know, not too familiar with our industry and what all this iOS SDK and ISV means. Can you kind of, um, you know, give us like a third grade level overview of what exactly we're doing for these software partners and who the, these software partners are? Uh, sure. I'll start with that. So um, SDK just stands for Software Development Kit. Um, so, you know, obviously we develop our SDKs for our, our printers, our, our cash drawers, et cetera. Um, and the reason that's so important is because if you, as a developer would have to write your 
an SDK for a product that you didn't make, that would be a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot of unknowns and it's just, it would just be extremely difficult. So as a manufacturer, building those SDKs just make the developers' lives a lot easier. We provide kind of the foundation, you know, connecting, sending data, reading data, et cetera. Um, and then the developers just have like an easy platform to work with. Right. And Lawrence, on your side, um, are you kind of doing the same thing and supporting those ISVs to develop their software um, with our SDK or does your role differ a little bit? Well, my role differs a little bit. We, we have a support team in the UK that does very much the same role as Guillermo's integration team. Mm -hmm. um, I'm lucky I get a little bit more freedom to play uh, mm -hmm. and come up with new solutions, um, be a little bit more creative or, or you know, just solve the more interesting, maybe more difficult or challenging or just more unique problems that come along. Definitely. So we talked about um, kind of Star releasing their first SDK um, for iOS. How have we since evolved from there? Um, you know, I know we recently released our React Native SDK and what does this kind of mean for our developer partners and um, how it's changing the POS industry as a whole? Um, Lawrence, do you mind starting with that? Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, I mentioned earlier that there was a real period of disruption around the time that Apple were launching uh, the iPhone and Android came along. It's is really a new period of disruption in the industry now with uh, a real trend towards cross-platform development languages and environments and, and web-based technologies. So in much the same way at the time, we, we felt that we should try and support everything and understand how to help customers with whatever environment they're using then. It's really the same now. Mm -hmm. um, React Native is one very, very popular method of developing across platforms, but there are so many others, and uh, we're looking at uh, at least understanding how to support all of them. Guillermo, how have you kind of seen um, our software partners and developers reacting to the new SDK, and how is it helping to shift um, the, the POS industry and our, the technology forward? Uh, so I think the response has been really popular. I mean, React Native is not necessarily new. It might be new for Star, but React Native has been around for a really long time. Um, we uploaded it to GitHub and we immediately saw just a, a ton of response and just positive uh, from the developer community. Um, so yeah, I just think overall the experience has been really positive. That's great. So Lawrence, you did mention that um, the way that the integration team and the support team um, in the UK and the rest of Europe um, is structured a little bit differently than what we have at Star America. So can you tell us about a little bit more about that team, um, kind of exactly what you guys are doing to help your developers? And then um, Guillermo, I'd love to hear kind of the compare and contrast version of that. Sure. I mean, one of the things that we do differently is that our we, we've got really a combined support integration team, mm -hmm. um, which means the guys on the other end of the phone have a really good idea of everything that the customer might be wanting to do, regardless of what that customer's, whether they're a, a real end user or a developer. Um, it means sometimes uh, a skilled software engineer is helping an end user to load the paper in the correct way around, or some of the other very common issues. Mm -hmm. But um, it does mean that everybody's always talking to a, 
you know, a skilled engineer and someone that really knows our products. Uh, I'm, as I mentioned, I'm a bit lucky in that I'm a little bit to the side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to really just almost listen to what happens with the support team, listen to our sales teams, see what issues customers are having and come up with completely new solutions for them. For sure. And Guillermo, tell me um, a little bit more about your team and um, kind of the support that you guys offer in the U.S. I mean, I know I'm very familiar with it. We're one of the very few actual manufacturers that have a dedicated integration team and um, our software partners really value that. But um, give us some more examples of how you guys are walking these developers through the process. Sure. So um, like I mentioned earlier, the integration team is there to help developers from the start of the project uh, to the end. Um, So support plays a huge part in what we do in the integration team. Uh, Unlike Lawrence, I'm no stranger to helping people like with the paper or these error codes that they see on the printer all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we work with a lot of smaller companies, uh, the startups that don't really have a lot of developers or a dedicated support team. So we really try to focus on helping them, supporting them, and, you know, at the same time, getting their feedback on our solutions and and using that feedback to improve them. Um, It's only until recently that we actually started to put a little bit more focus on developing new solutions, like our our USB cache drawers and the SDKs to to support them. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you've been with Star for quite a bit of time now, so you've probably had the experience of helping um, ISVs that are really big today kind of get their start in, in developing their software. What was that like? Um, it's actually really amazing because, you know, when I first started, um, the names didn't mean anything to me. Right. Um, and, you know, you're just, just helping people day to day, you know, doing the usual. Um, but, you know, you fast forward like almost 10 years and they're still around and they've grown like massively and, you know, just, in a way that you would never imagine. So it's it's really amazing just seeing all these companies that we first started with that are still here, still kind of dominating their space. Definitely. Um, well, we're just gonna take a really quick break to talk about the starting and SDK. Software development can be time consuming and expensive, but not with Star. Star's industry first Star Expand SDK is here to change that. Designed for the popular cross-platform framework React Native, the Star Expand SDK supports the development of connecting to and controlling Star printers. Better yet, it's published on GitHub for free, where developers across the globe can use it to shorten development time and maintenance costs associated with their printer connection. Learn more about our Star Expand SDK today at StarMyGronix.com. So Lawrence, you mentioned that you you do have a little bit more flexibility in your role to develop new and custom solutions for software partners. Um, Can you share some examples of that? Sure. I mean, uh, for a while, I even worked for Star for the head office in Japan directly. So um, a lot (laughs) of our current products have have begun really as experiments or or prototypes internally, uh, including FuturePrint, CloudPrint, uh, a lot of our configuration tools and so on. Um, so some of these things just become something that's just an internal tool or used for specific customers, which we support and maintain as as needed as long as they're in use. But a, a lot of it ends up turning into uh, the next star products. Definitely. You mentioned CloudPrint, and um, 
I think that's really huge right now for anyone that's in the online ordering space, um, which of course with the pandemic has really taken off and um, it's something that we we hear more and more about in the industry as a whole. So can you tell us what CloudPrint is and kind of what drove that, that um, creation of the product? Sure. Uh, CloudPrint began as uh, to meet a trend that was starting anyway, but it's been accelerated unbelievably by the pandemic. Um, a real need for remote printing, uh, pushed, of course, by the food ordering mm -hmm. industry. So CloudPrint really allows your printer to sit almost anywhere in the world, as long as it's got an internet connection and for you to control it from your, your own service, uh, which would in a food ordering situation, be connected to your website uh, and push orders directly to a kitchen. Awesome. Um, so I've heard you guys both mention um, GitHub throughout our conversation. Um, Guillermo, can you explain what that is and how our developers are using GitHub? I know it's a very popular platform, um, but what, what is the exact purpose of it? Sure. So I'll give you the the definition first. Um, so GitHub is a platform that allows you to host your software projects and manage them remotely. Um, so where Star sees the value in GitHub is using it as a, as a platform to collaborate on code. Um, so it's no secret, we have tons of solutions. Um, so it just makes sense for us to put those solutions in the place where developers congregate and they talk about code and they, they build code. Um, uh, so putting them out in the open on GitHub allows us to do that. Uh, so it also allows our, our developer partners to help each other because naturally when they're working on a project, they're going to have the same questions, run into the same pitfalls. Um, so, it, you know, it just kind of, again, promotes that collaboration, not only between STAR, but between our developer partners and our other partners. Definitely. So the, the collaboration, um, is, does it kind of work as a forum for, um, the developers to bounce ideas or um, if there's like bugs that they're coming across to try to figure that out as as a community yeah basically all of those things so you know github has you know a feature that will allow you to submit an issue and you know somebody from the team that's that works on that repository can answer you um, so that's that's usually the way we collaborate, but it's not uncommon for us if, if an issue is too large or affects a lot of people, we, we might take that internally and we just, you know, we might have one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings or we might exchange directly via email, you know, offline off of GitHub, but um, for the most part, we can collaborate directly on GitHub. Definitely. Um, so what kind of content is STAR posting to GitHub? Um, is it simply just our SDKs or do we have um, anything else that might help developers in their process? Um, so to begin with, we have really focused on getting our, our SDKs up there. Mm -hmm. um, those are the ones that are going to have the most effect. Uh, I believe right now we have iOS, Android, we definitely have a React Native up there. Um, and so that's not everything that Star has. You know, we're, we want to upload the rest. Um, takes a little bit of time to get there. Um, but we, we also do have some sample code up there. Uh, I believe we have a device setting library up there that, that has a lot of sample code that developers can use in, in their own application. 
That's great. Um, so Guillermo, what other type of support do you think de developers are looking for from their vendor partners? And what do you think that, you know, us being a vendor really needs from our software partners in order to better support them? That's a really good question. So I think developers, they just want more choices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just from my experience at STAR, I think I've learned that one solution doesn't fit everybody. So the more choices you have, uh, the more flexible you are, and the better you can you know, support your developers, um, whether that be hardware, software, or, or services. Definitely. Lawrence, how about um, from your side, what do you see developers needing more of from their vendor partners, and what can they provide us to better support them? Well, I mean, it's very much the same from our side of the pond um really similar in that we have a lot of customers who've all chosen slightly different preferred technologies to build their solution mm -hmm. um, and who just want their life to be as easy as possible so it's it's really down to us to do our best to either either provide an sdk for the environment they want or at least provide enough know-how so that they can still connect to the printers i mean you don't necessarily need a dedicated sdk we had a lot of React Native customers long before Star had a React Native SDK, but it really makes their life easier mm -hmm. that, that we've packaged it and put it together. And now that it's a, a Star officially supported path, uh, we're also looking at running some dedicated services to make it easier to manage devices in the field, control your devices in the field and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, Star, Star Europe is uh now launching a dedicated cloud print service which will allow customers to manage their devices without having to build their own service so anything to make their life easier definitely um i was actually i was on a rspa isb round table type of thing um, a couple of weeks ago and one of the number one things that vendors were saying that they really need from their isvs to better serve them is just candid feedback. So Guillermo, would you say uh, that GitHub is a good platform to receive that feedback? Or um, how are you guys kind of getting that information so that we can, you know, develop our products and services to serve um, the ISVs and their wants? So 100%, I definitely think that GitHub is the right platform for feedback. Um, and we've already seen that feedback across a handful of our different repositories and SDKs, um, whether it be the IO SDK, um, adding support for features like Swift Package Manager, or you know, in, in, in our React Native SDK, um, you know, adding new features there. So yeah, definitely number one thing um, that we would ask for from developers is just getting that feedback. I think Lawrence made an excellent point when he mentioned fact that prior to having the React Native SDK, a little bit of know-how will get developers, you know, you know, across the bridge to, to their integration. Um, so, so that being said, that's something we took as feedback, that it's hard for them to build their own SDK. That's right. why it was absolutely necessary for us to build our own. Yeah, it's no brainer. All right. Well, of course, we can't end the episode without talking about all of the changes that have happened. <laughs> last year, year and a half. Um, so what 
do you guys see um, in terms of specific projects that are indicating some of the technology shifts in the industry? Um, I know we talked about online ordering being a huge one, but what other trends do you kind of see taking off right now? Um, Lawrence, how about you start with that? Okay. I, yeah, I mean, it, there was a huge transition to everything going online for us mm -hmm. immediately, uh, an incredible amount of churn. And, that, and that's really prompted us to build the ready-made cloud print service so people can adapt and move very quickly. Uh, but beyond that, um, you know, those things had started already. Um, the, the pandemic really just accelerated it. I think there's a huge move towards IoT uh, or Internet of Things style control of your devices, which is something we're trying to follow. I'm sorry, can you elaborate on the IoT a little bit more and what that means? Sure. IoT meaning that you can control your devices over the internet, um, wherever they may be. So it solves a lot of the headaches of figuring out how to communicate with your devices, understanding what IP addresses they have or other network jargon that um, is great for me or Guillermo to understand, but not necessarily easily, easy for your uh, store owner mm -hmm. who really just wants to sell their product, not, not become an IT genius. Uh, it also makes life a lot easier for the, the ISVs that manage the software for that store because they have remote access. They can really see what's going on. They can solve problems quickly. They can understand even just when they're running low on paper or uh, when someone's forgotten to close the lid of a printer or close a cash drawer. That's great. Um, Guillermo, are you seeing similar trends in the U.S. Um, as far as developing technologies, um, you know, contactless is huge. What are kind of um, the big projects that you are finding coming up? Yeah, I definitely think contactless solutions have become extremely popular, you know, obviously in part due to the pandemic. Um, E-commerce solutions have equally become really popular because consumers are going to the store less. They're spending more time at home and they're shopping at home. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's another kind of good example of that kind of IoT solution. And we, we have not only the cloud print SDK, um, but, you know, SME, uh, Star Micronics Europe has developed uh, a plugin for WooCommerce mm -hmm. um, that is an e-commerce IoT type solution, leverages cloud print. Um, so we're seeing a lot of growth in the e-commerce space. Definitely. Tell me, I mean, Star Micronics is a you know, standard brick and mortar type of um, POS hardware provider. How does that e-commerce, um, those kind of trends and software projects, how does that relate to the Star product? Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of, a lot of relevance because a store is still a physical entity. Mm -hmm. At the other end of that store is still a warehouse. There's still order picking. It's, it's a change from being maybe the front end pause to being kind of the back end pause. Um, as, as Guillermo mentioned, we've got the, the WooCommerce plugin, which in which case there's no physical pause, almost the customer operates it themselves, but still somewhere somebody needs a physical ticket um, to go and find the order, to, to cook the order, prepare it, find it on the shelf, pack it. So there, there's, there's still a lot of room. There's still a lot of uh, need for the products. Definitely. Um, and Guillermo, one last question for you. Um, you know, I think 
back when we both kind of started at STAR, you started a little bit earlier than me, um, we were still very much a printer company. And now we are a solutions provider. We do you know, all the POS hardware. We just released our scanners. Um, we have the, the stand scales, you name it. So how has that changed your experience um, on the integration team and supporting ISVs from just doing printers to now doing the full solution? Um, is there any difference there or? Yeah, definitely. There's a huge difference. Um, you know, we're obviously we're trying to change our perception that we're not just a printer company. Uh, so when we're on these discussions uh, with our ISV partners, um, it's really great because they know that they can go to STAR for, for everything, you know? Um, so that's why it's really important that we, we've continued to expand our line. Like you mentioned, we have the scanners, we have obviously the printers that we've had for a long time. Uh, we have our USB cachers now. So you know, who knows what we're going to release next. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you guys both so much um, for taking the time to be on today's episode. Um, Guillermo, I know if people want to connect with you and your team, they can email integrations at starmigronics.com. Lawrence, can you um, tell our audience where they can further connect with you? Sure. If you uh, visit star-emea.com for Europe, Middle East, and Africa, um, fill out the contact form and it will come directly to our guys. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much again. Um, for Star Migronics, you can visit us at starmigronics.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like today's episode, please give us a thumbs up, um, a like, follow, whatever platform you're listening on. We really appreciate the feedback. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.